them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Let me go over my hand. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Today we got quite a bit to talk about. We're going to actually try to get to Drake this time. I mentioned it last time and never got to it, so I edited it out. But we're going to try to get to Drake's um, information or whatever that, that album, whatever you consider that album to be. But we're going to get to that. We're going to get to some stuff about Xbox because they finally closed their deal and what that means for Activision and what that means for Game Pass. Um, and then we're going to also talk about a few other things thrown in there. Omni-Man coming to Mortal Kombat 1. That looks amazing. And some other stuff. But we got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get into it. But before we do, as always, Jalen, Josh, tell the people how you've been, what you've been up to, what you've been doing, how life going. What you been playing? When y'all start first? Uh, let's see what I've been doing. I've been playing uh, phone tag, aka video game tag, with Deontay and uh, Jalen, <laughs> trying to get them on Call of Duty beta. Uh, that was out this week. We got to play like one afternoon, and it, it was cool. Um, I like, I like the beta. I think um, the content that was in there was very light, but it was good. Um. So we, I think we we might have a new game to buy, but you know we gotta gotta convince everybody to pull the trigger at the same time because I ain't gonna be first this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jalen gonna be first. Jalen the one that be pulling yeah. out, and you gotta get it digitally because we don't trust him. Man, what? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, digital only, my boy. You can't you can't return. No return. No return, man. Yeah, that's all, boy. How, G? That's the only way we can trust it. We can trust that it's it's gonna be done. Nah, the I trust it will be done. Right, like two years, bro. You ain't gotta worry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. All right, all right, all right. Well, yeah, we still trying to figure that out, but um, continue, Josh. Yeah, other than Call of Duty, I actually haven't been playing anything else. Um trying to i wanted to like play an older call of duty like modern warfare 2 or even modern warfare um one. 2019 one yeah. but they want like 50 dollars you uh used and then it's like if you buy it on the store it's still a brand new price so uh, i just been playing warzone because that's the only thing and that it's like call of duty related that's free mm-hmm. um i think it's better from when we played it in the beginning but you know, I, I had to ask the expert Jalen about what was actually improved or not. Um, it's still Warzone 2.0. Like you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, is the other one still online? I don't know. I don't know. They cut it off. So just okay, Warzone yeah. now. You're right. They cut it yeah, off. Warzone. Yeah, Warzone is no longer. It's just Warzone 2.0, or the one you don't like is the, is the main one now. The other one got wow. shut down. Yeah. Well, it's um. I know that people were saying that some like mechanical stuff changed, like the mounting speed and sliding and stuff like that. One thing I noticed is that it's a lot more, a lot more stuff is automatically looted for you, so you don't have to like specifically pick up mm, like um, one individual thing. Yeah, weapons you still have to pick up, but like um, 
armor plates and stuff like that, it'll just automatically pick it up for you. So I I feel like I'm not constantly looking at the ground like I was when I when we first played it. Um, so other than that, Warzone it, it seems cool. I feel like the map is still too big, and for most modes, they're they're like 40 player modes. They do have like a large 120 player mode, but for the 40 player modes, these maps are way too big. It's a lot of downtime. Um, but yeah, um, I guess we we into Call of Duty again and Overwatch. Uh, we got a lot of updates to talk about of like first person shooters like Halo and stuff. Everybody dropping their updates around this time. So uh, hopefully we, we can all try them out. But that's, that's it for me. It's uh, not much for me. Okay. Well, um, I mean, yes, we was, we was playing Call of Duty. Yes, we are um, interested in it. But we are nowhere, shape, or form Call of Duty players. So we want to make sure that's clear. We just... We are used to we used to enjoy modern warfare you know the originals two and three and then i think i think y'all like one two i don't remember and black ops and all that good jazz when it was at there you know that prime time to play call of duty um but that fell off quite quickly for me i think i think the last one i bought was advanced warfare um and then after that i haven't played a call of duty since uh yeah, but ghost yeah and then came along um modern warfare 2 i was able to get it for free didn't play it that much i played cold war but i didn't play it online um i just played the story and that was it so and that was one of those buy two get one freeze from target situations so i was like i just get call of duty but overall i the the the, the for you for the masses out there we we really aren't call of duty people Jalen used to play warzone but i still can't pinpoint what exactly he hated about warzone 2.0 outside of i think he's what you say Jalen? was it movement that really meant bothered you that was it right man they messed up the movement they had that modern warfare 2 type uh like engine or whatever the gameplay the gravity whatever you want to call it it was some modern is more modern warfare 2 than the modern warfare 2019 though like i said the movement um and it was just a slower paced game like i didn't really like the whole caldera the big big maps and stuff like that like the rebirth because it's fast paced you had the movement you didn't have to have limited backpack space you didn't have to go down and pick up stuff limited ammo Mm-hmm. Like the ammo is limited, but you gotta go pick the ammo up, and you like, well, my backpack too full. I need to put some ammo down. Like I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to play PUBG, bro. Like just put back. Just, oh yeah, they just should have just left the ammo anymore. Mm. Yeah, it was just stuff like that, man. I'm just looking like, bro, y'all slowed this game way down because y'all didn't like some of the things, or I don't know, people complained they didn't like it. I don't know what it was, but slowed it entirely down. I ain't even saying they need a slide canceling in there, but they literally, if you slide in that game by even asking it, they're like, nah, bro, you got to fill out, f- complete your slide. <laughs> then you can't even reload cancel. Reload cancel is a big part of Call of Duty, and they will not let you do that. If you start reloading, stop your reload. I don't know. I got to pick it back up where I left off because you ain't, you ain't let me finish. <laughs> you feel me? Like, you ain't, like, that's stupid, bro. Like, I was just like, bro, y'all really just trying to really slow this game down and just making these minor tweaks. Like, reload cancel been a part of Call of Duty for the longest. Like, you know, you don't want to reload. I got 19 bullets in a clip. Double tap, triangle, or Y, whatever game you're playing. 
just to stop the reload so you can, you know, engage if you need to versus, boy, I, I got to reload now. Like, all that's, it's just a lot of components. I'm just like, y'all, y'all doing too much, bro. So, yeah. Cheap. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we weren't the biggest fans of it previously. I think Modern Warfare 2 literally had to be the worst one that people and hated the most. Modern Warfare got away with it. Cold War got away with it. But this one, Modern Warfare 2, oh, people hate it. Um, I played it a little bit last night because obviously there is some carryover. So this game, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, and Modern Warfare 3 has this continuation thing that you can actually legitimately just um, share stuff between them. I don't think it's Modern Warfare. I think it's Modern Warfare 2 and 3. Um, You can share the... And that's why people call it a DLC. But the fact that they changed so much uh, brought back a lot of the movement make it feel really good to play it's actually fun again so um again i didn't play modern warfare 2 i wasn't thinking about movement at the time i was just thinking this is not a fun game for me to play alone anyway and um when i went back to it after playing the modern warfare 3 beta it kind of really showed how bad it really was because i didn't know honestly i was just you know you know how you just a casual person you're not really caring about most of that stuff but when you go back and you realize how much you liked modern warfare 2 3 and the previous trilogy and you're like why did i like this so much not the other it was really the fast-paced movement the crazy twitchy plays and like kind of that um, fun factor of being able to take down multiple enemies. Felt like in Modern Warfare 2, you really only had the shot to take down one person, and if you you had to reset before you can try again, because it really wasn't going to be a quick time to kill. It wasn't going to be outplaying someone. It was really if they got the sights on you and they shoot you first, you're probably going to die. Um, and with this one, it feels a lot better. As in, I've gotten out of fights multiple times just because of how quickly you can move around the map and um retreat so and they they added a, a little bit of extra health um so it's just nice that they're actually doing the things that they kind of needed to do to turn it around and i'm looking forward to modern warfare 3 but again the only way we're gonna buy it is if you know everybody get it i don't think i'm gonna get it if i got to get it alone it's just not interesting enough but i think um there's plenty there and it's it's given me a reason to put some time into modern warfare 2 so i can unlock the weapons but that game it sucks i ain't gonna lie to you um i couldn't handle it i was like i don't know what the heck this is but it's so slow paced the sensitivity on the controllers feels so off it's so 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 weird and i don't think they ever fixed it i think that was been a problem with xboxes for a while about the you know input and in, inaccuracies in, in on that game but um yeah since i can't play it on pc i'm, I'm, I'm gonna have a hard time going back to even play that one for the next three weeks trash, bro. yeah like i literally went for modern warfare to go even cold war like you know what i'm saying cold war is integrated model like it was it was straight but like um the little bit i played with it but modern warfare 2 literally it felt like the game where they tried to fix a lot of different things yeah, and it just created this pigsty of mess and like Modern Warfare Three. I don't, I don't even like the little team deathmatch domination type Call of Duty stuff like that no more. But playing Modern Warfare Three, I'm like, all right, this ain't that bad. Maybe it was just Modern Warfare Two because I've been away from it for so long. You know, playing Warzone, I, I wasn't used to how slow paced the game was, and it just didn't feel like that when I was playing Modern Warfare Three. I'm like, all right, D, like it is.
I ain't gonna say it felt exactly like Modern Warfare or Warzone and stuff like that, but I'm like, this this is like easily playable and I enjoy it and I feel like I can move kind of quick and do what I need to do. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2, I'm like, hey, I need to cut this game off. Ejecto, Cedo, Cuzzle, get this game on my Xbox, bro. Like, what is, like, like, what is we talking about? Like, this game is cheeks. No, I, 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 like I said, I agree. I think there's a lot to be said about, um, the amount of time and effort they at least put into kind of listening to cut player feedback and kind of implementing that. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing it. Obviously there is going to be that whole scenario of overpowered perks, but it looks like they have been, they, they have a understanding of what's strong, what's not. And, um, everything felt viable shotguns, snipers, assault rifles, battle rifles, everything felt viable because of the time to kill, and um after you get after you get used to the maps because i wouldn't say the visibility is great i think after you get used to the maps you kind of know where people are going to be at but that doesn't make visibility better i think it's way too much geometry too much clutter going on in those games to make it be really played seriously um but it's fun to play and it's nice to be able to kind of bring a bunch of different unique um you know loadouts to the game that's what i'm kind of looking forward to just playing with a bunch of different stuff i was sniping the other day and i was having fun with it you know just having fun with the beta um got to level 30 got the dummy test thing and i'm uh, looking forward to just playing some more once it officially comes out with some more maps and some more modes that's interesting so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it it's just more so about um making sure that they are listening to the community completely and not just going to give us something at the beginning and then try to try to reverse some stuff at the at the later end but you know call of duty is call of duty nothing else else you can say about it i mean <laughs> call duty gone duty um anything else anything else y'all had any impressions y'all want to mention give the people some information on the beta outside of that we might get it because we still haven't figured that out yet. Uh, outside of we might get it, what else? What else y'all got, or, or is there anything else before we move on? Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about like obviously people be hating on Call of Duty, but I actually seen a lot of good criticism of the beta yeah. in regards to like, visibility um, because it's not just like well, it's a lot of stuff that factor into visibility. It's like the clutter, the colors, and things like that, but uh when you're outside in the game people pointed out that there's a there's a strong fog or haze in the distance which the other like modern warfare or modern warfare 2 didn't have that so that that is a factor in the game where if you look at screenshots like between maps that are on both it's like uh modern warfare 2019 had rust and the new game has rust and if you look at them side by side you can barely see anything on the new game because of all this extra fog that they added. And so oh. I think if they can clear up some of the those clarity issues, then that would help. Uh, same thing with the name tags. Um, mm -hmm. We're doing side-by-side -side comparisons between Modern Warfare 2 and 3. The name tags on this one are like 50% smaller. They only show up if you uh, aim directly at the, at the person instead mm -hmm. of like looking in their general direction you have to put the cursor right on top of them and then their name tag shows up and so it's just a lot of stuff like that where that's why it feels so difficult to like tell who's your teammate or not because they they just did so much to like mess up the visibility 
I think those are like more minor things that can be corrected. Yeah. But you know, who knows if that'll be ready by launch or if you gotta wait for like a couple of seasons, a patch or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think if they can clear that stuff up, I, I'll be happy with trying it out. Uh, I'm okay with like OP perks. My my thing with Call of Duty, I just hate when the game gets to like a real, um, Jalen call it cookie cutter builds. Uh, like I've been yes. trying to play Warzone and every single match, everybody got the same shotgun that like shoot fire out. And it's like, oh, I see that's the meta. And Call of Duty people are super meta slaves. So. Uh, hopefully, when the game come out, there's a good number of viable archetypes that I, if I don't like playing a shotgun, I don't have to. So. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get a feel for is balance between all of the weapons and how you go to battle. Because, I mean, yes, somebody can get you, spray you quickly with an SMG, but is your battle rifle viable in like a close range situation if you get the drop on them? And 9 out of 10 is yes, because of how powerful they are especially with perks and attachments and things like that you can kind of get um definitely become um competitive when it comes to close range smg as long as you're hitting your shots um i really like the fact that it's not the the aim assist isn't overly aggressive because people have to shoot you for a while and even if they shoot you one time and get that you know how you normally oh if i get tagged one time they probably gonna hit me three four more times before i get out of there if i even decide to retreat with this one i feel like i get hit miss and then hit again kind of feels like the bullets are not just going in a straight line at you um which gives that feeling of you know you actually have to have some form of aim in order for you to win this match or win this uh, match up so yeah the bullet magnetization is not that strong whereas like, no it's not halo people will point out like the bullets do actually curve if it's in a certain range so mm-hmm. it you. but like uh, most of the time call of duty doesn't have that so you have to be a little more accurate but yeah. yeah no 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 I, I, I'm not trying to give them a pass because there happens I'm talking about more so at least from this one to last one or the ones previous I feel like mm-hmm. they have lessened the aggressiveness of the aim assist or, or mm-hmm. attempted to provide a little bit more randomness within the bully spread so that you're not just beaming all your shots whatever the case may be so that is what I'm enjoying about it I'm not saying that perfect though, so I don't want people to get that twisted. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's approved over the last iteration of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, like I said, those are the the key things, the key things that I saw throughout the beta. Um, lots of variety in there for that small slice and um, the maps were good. I'm, I'm looking for better. Um, honestly, you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of Modern Warfare 2, but I, I liked it, the maps, most of them anyway. Um, but as we yes. continue on, I'm, I'm hoping for more, you know, classic Modern Warfare 3 maps that I enjoyed, even though everybody hates it. I enjoy Modern Warfare 3 of the original trilogy. And if they bring some decent maps from there, that'd be a, a selling package for me, especially for when it comes to buying additional maps. But hey, yeah. I'll they say, need to I mean, Modern Warfare three maps. No, where no, they no, have, no. I see, see, the, yeah. see. No, they don't. I agree on that point, but I'll say the Modern Warfare two maps aren't aren't perfect. 
Um, no, there are a lot not. of, especially when you look at the list, like underpass and stuff like that. A lot of those maps kind of suck, but I think that the overwhelming majority of them gave a good flow to the game, where you can move yeah. around the map, you don't feel obstructed, um, has decent visibility. Um, whereas, you know, going over time, a lot of Call of Duty maps get like really complex, and you got multiple levels and rooms, and it just feels like super cluttered, and I hate that. So. I'm happy that most of the maps will at least be decent size, um, but you know we'll we'll see. Yeah, if those they just need to take. Still fun. <laughs> they just need to take off the state, bro. Mm. Then take off the state. People, people yes. love the state. That map is not good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's good. It's, it's good okay. for certain. It's, a, it's, it's definitely for, it's definitely got more variety than a lot of the other ones. Like that right. one's viable for sniping and running gun and battle rifles and assault rifles and shotguns. It's that a is viable not a running map. Gun map. You gonna get scraped? It's too wait. It's way too much open area. To but try you to get but you can you can pick matches in certain, especially when you're playing certain modes. Are you talking about team deathmatch? Team deathmatch? Yes, no. you get scraped from across the map. But if you're playing like. No. Hard point domination. domination. You gotta climb up a hill, and it's the same thing. It ain't much cover for you to maneuver around the map to get to. But most so, people gonna be in so house fast that it's not even like so, a problem. Yeah, that's yeah. There's I agree. So much that open area not good that for most game types because like I would I don't want to play kill confirmed on that map or something like that. But that's good for kill confirmed or, or, or team deathmatch. Slower, um, slower game types like search and destroy. Uh, and stuff like that are really good on there where you can sit in the house trying to get a good vantage point and people are trying to sneak up to the house. That's the whole point of the map. So when you play fast-paced game types, they don't really work on that map. I think, and that's I think, game I think Hardpoint map works on that map. Uh, it I does. Mean, I just don't I like Hardpoint. Yeah, I mean, Hardpoint, it, it's a... It's a search and destroy a campy game type, but I mean, it's, it's within reason. It, it's a little bit more mm -hmm. tactical. Hardpoint is just a mosh pit king of the hill when people just running up there and dying and stuff like that. There's been plenty of times I play Hardpoint, even sometimes Domination, but Hardpoint, where the team, you'd be scraping them, banging them, banging them, banging them. Everybody negative on the team, but they won because they over there sacrificing themselves to get onto the point. So, like, it could work on Hardpoint theoretically, but especially if people just want to sit up in a state and be sniping and doing different things like that. What I'm saying, it's just way too much open air. You have to go all the way around the map to kind of maybe use the bushes or use a couple of trucks and the, go to the house. It's just way too much open area and stuff for that map. To, that, that's why I just was never a huge fan of it. Like it's cool around the estate, but once you start getting, trying to go down the hill, it ain't much cover for you to really try to really get down the hill effectively. That's why it's better on stuff like search and destroy because you don't necessarily need to do that. Or you ain't got to worry about people respawning and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, we you and it's more tactical and you can plan the routes you know it's only three lanes up there and somebody might be sniping on the you know over by the the waterfall the the game mode i mean that map it it feels nicer but yeah like every every map especially the older maps are not made to play every game mode equally hmm. like terminal is good for everything because it's like a, a wide open space and stuff like that but like Underpass, like I, I don't want to play uh, hard point on underpass. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, 
I mean, I I hear you. I receive y'all's um. Uh, I receive y'all's message, but I still think it's a pretty decent map for how I like to play. I like to play with variety. I don't like to play with a similar loadout or tact or tactic. So I like to switch up stuff sometimes and. I think that gives me that map gives me the most variety, but I can also see how it limits other people's play styles. Um, but at the end of the day, that's the only time I feel like I'm really challenged to play differently. So and and Ghost died on that level. Nobody want to play there. Mm. Well, he's he alive in the uh, new story. So. <laughs> um, he died on all one branch. Oh there. my god! <laughs> <laughs> that boy got blasted right in his face, bro. Blast them. Uh, but yeah, you know that that's when um, like I said, Call of Duty has some very high uh, moments in there and some um, interesting, uh, interesting lows. But it, overall, I feel like it's a good game, and that beta gave me some reassurance that they're on the right path to making that game a lot better than what it was over the last couple of years. Um, we already got some of the people that's the movement the movement lords already out there but i feel like that game is so um it's so it's so the the, the fact that they brought back a little bit of movement but also lowered the aim assist makes me feel like it's viable to kill some of these individuals that may be moving across the map a little bit faster but um but you have the ability to, you know, stop and go and still play a certain style that you might be. Fundamentally, that's what you're good at. So um, that's what I was really looking for. You know, am, yeah. can I play different styles without being pressured into one different one one singular thing to do well? And I felt like I had plenty of different weapons and I was able to pop off with plenty of different things in that game. So. It gave me confidence that they are going to be able to balance it in a way that I feel comfortable playing for multiple hours because I can never, you know, Jalen's totally different. Jalen can literally play with Ash for forever. That's crazy talk to me. It's just like you, you're literally playing the same game, but you're, you're getting maybe getting a different experience, but you're literally only seeing one portion of it. Just like when he only, he'll stick with a warlock. He wouldn't play with nobody else because he's okay with that. It's just not how I play games. So, that is that is something that's important to me it may not be important to others but that that type of variety that ability to you know play a different style is important to me um i might i might be fixated on widow right now but i'm probably gonna hop off and play with hanzo or something like that it's just you know that's kind of how i do it so but yeah yeah at least you want to feel like no matter what you play is viable or you don't have to play one thing because like if yeah. Ash was not good, or you know, everybody yelling we need a Genji get off Ash. Yeah, they wouldn't like that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the only reason I do that, and this is going a little bit off topic, is because I like a challenge. So every time I get on, I'm trying to play better than I did the next time, and I'm like eager to do that. So it's like mm -hmm. I'm like constantly like trying to challenge myself. Granted, it is kind of you know a little redundant and stuff like that. But I'm like, nope, I got to do better this time. Nope, I got to get, I got to make sure I don't die this time. Nope, I got to have like a three point okay. Like, yeah. so I'm over here trying to like you know. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to, 
I, I want it you to have be viable a goal enough. in mind. It's just not the same. It doesn't. Re- it doesn't reflect like in like a separate play style. But you have goals and what you're ch- trying to achieve in that game. I'm just trying to have like I'm having I'm having fun, but I also want to have a usefulness throughout. Like I want to make sure that I'm getting my money's worth for the game. And I think that having that level of you know that level of variety helps me believe that their game is actually worth it because it's like i mean obviously nobody wants to just be stuck playing one thing most of the time and it, and it could be your broken game in general like one person is really really good and everybody else is is trash um and that's that too you know you know falls into that whole thing about making sure a game is balanced so um you know that, that that I get what you're saying though. Like you you have a goal in mind, so that when you get on, it still feels engaging and fun because it's like literally that that is what I'm doing here. I'm not just I'm not just trying to have fun at some stages. I'm actually trying to beat my my previous self. So I get that too. That's not not I'm not that at all. I'm just telling you how I look at it versus you know how you probably look at it because I'm again I'm speculating. I mean, we never talked about it, but you do play with Ash. That's that's the only person you play with on Overwatch. So I got, I got to make Ash viable at all times. So people like we don't need no snipers. I'm, I'm gonna show y'all why y'all need me. Check this out. He's like, right, he dropping kills he, even though Ash ain't viable. Okay, Ash. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. Um, uh, I know we talked about Call of Duty a lot, but I was gonna ask, um, the how do y'all feel about the tactical fire thing? Cause like I usually don't like weapon mounting, like leaning on the wall and peeking around the corner and stuff like that. Like I don't like those mechanics because they usually lock you down. But I actually like the tactical fire thing. Um, and if you didn't use it, it's you know you aim down sights, you press down on the D pad, and they'll like hold the gun sideways and it'll widen your field of view. Yeah, it makes it so you can walk faster while still aiming so it's kind yeah. of like a, a more accurate hit fire um oh, and so for a lot of smgs especially like when i was on uh high rise that was like the the best way to like get the drop on people isn't it a toggle so you don't have to hold the d-pad right it's toggle and then yeah, every time you pull the weapon up now it's going to be in that field right yeah yeah, I, I once you told me you get a, a you get an actual benefit from it because I was like honestly I don't need it because I'm I was playing on keyboard and mouse so every time I'm aiming down sights I need that additional slowdownness or slow da- slow down because it helps with my aim versus and I and I know that it's probably good for me to be able to aim with hip fire too but I want to be able to three sixty or turn around or one eighty quickly. And when I do that, um, my speeds are very high, um, but my aim down sights be very tight so that when I, when I actually am ready to shoot someone or line up a shot, it gives me that, um, that precision that I'm looking for versus when I'm running or running and gunning and trying to get to something and I'm trying to bounce back and forth. I don't want to be whipping my, my, my mouse around so hard that I'm hitting stuff because I'm, I'm trying to make these quick 180 turns. So, you know, those types of things. So um, it could be beneficial for me to lower my thing and just play with the tactical if I'm playing with a certain type of weapon um, because I do have a bit of the ability to like switch, switch the 
um, sensitivity. Uh, I get. I don't. Know, I forget what they call it, like DPS. I forget what they call it on these mouses. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, I, I'm I'm able to hit like different you know um, settings on the fly so that i can lower it and if i'm just using a certain type of gun i can you know lower it and if i'm using a certain other gun and like normal i can go high so i will try it out but um i didn't i didn't see the benefit until you kind of told me that benefit of just the walking speed so um mm -hmm. i guess how i feel about it it could be the make or break for some people when it comes to like getting um, getting down, getting to be able to aim down sights quick, quicker, but I don't think that's what it changes. I think it just literally changes your field of view. So it would be nice when you're trying to hip fire and maybe that's the few you have. Um, so you could probably be a little bit more accurate, but I'll, I'll rather stick a laser on something to be honest and go from there. Yeah. So I don't know how, how the whole balance is, but I feel like it's going to be one of those controversial things because the benefits of it are like multiply with all your perks. Mm. So you can, you go into the tactical mode automatically, you can walk faster and you can, uh, you know, fire while moving. Um, mm. but it also makes your aim more accurate than hip firing, but it's less accurate than just aiming down sights. But there are perks mm -hmm. and weapon attachments that increases the accuracy and reduces the spread. So you can, and you can also increase your move speed with perks and equipment uh, with the tactical mode. So what you can do, put on perks so you can move even faster than normal with the tactical mode. Put on weapon attachments that reduce your spread. And now you're in a situation where you, this person is going to be beating you up close in every situation because they can stray faster than you, they can move faster, and they got a really accurate weapon. Yeah. Not to say that it's going to win in every situation because that's only good for like close to medium range. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the person still might not beat you, but I think that's a really strong, like, I'll say build. Like, uh, so I'll wait and see when the game come out if that's actually like viable, but that's a in the beta, at least, that was a really interesting like way to build your your character. Gotcha. No, I I think that like I said, the beta did a great great wonders, and you you guys should um definitely check out some footage, check out the differences between Modern Warfare Two and Three, um, and kind of read up on that if you're interested in buying Modern Warfare Three. Um, hopefully, as long as their servers are right, you know, by the time it comes out. I really don't want to pay $70 for it, but I think that um, this is going to be the game we try to put a little bit of effort into outside of Overwatch um, and um, go from there. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully they are too, uh, but it's yet to be decided. <laughs> I'm going to still say that. <laughs> it's yet to be decided. Uh, you want the uh, silver Makarov skin, shiny yeah, Makarov. Shiny Makarov. You want the, you want the shiny Makarov yeah okay okay well um let's move on let's move on let's go straight into more call of duty activision king xbox news so um it's official xbox now owns activision king and blizzard and obviously that comes with the call of duty everybody's wondering what you're gonna do with call of duty what you're gonna do with call of duty are you gonna take it out are you gonna put it in game pass no, they're not putting it in Game Pass. Um, 
that would be stupid of them because it is a cash cow and it would be stupid of them because it really makes I guess it's just stupid because it's a cash cow. It doesn't make any sense. Obviously, it'd be beneficial for us as gamers that paying seventy dollars for these games every year. But I would hundred percent doubt that they're going to put that in anytime soon. Call of Duty is going to be its own separate entity thing, like it's always has been. It's going to be integrated where you probably get the old games um, on Game Pass the year after, which is fine. But at that time, you're probably going to the new. Um, and that's kind of where I'm thinking that's going to be. I'm pretty sure Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 is going to be in there come next year, early, early quarter. You know, I think those are going to be there. Um, and if it's not all of them, some, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be all. It could be the last three years. However, they want to do it. Um, and they're probably going to do a lot of backwards compatibility stuff. Obviously, Activision held a lot of games um and a lot of rights so then now they probably can even start back up and this is me speculating has nothing has been confirmed but this is me speculating that probably now that they have licensing things and they they stopped the program because they had licensing issues well now they bought everybody and at least they bought a big one so they can literally go back now and look at anything that they published and say okay maybe we couldn't buy the rights at that time but now we own you so maybe we can put that on here now so that's some of the things i'm looking to see um but i honestly haven't looked back at activision's entire catalog to see games that i would be interested in playing again anyway um but there's plenty i mean obviously i'm a big fan of tony hawk's um pro skater so any of the older games underground underground 2 american wasteland all those games i loved um i'm obviously not gonna play through them again but to have those updated and be able to be played at a higher you know setting kind of um makes me sad i haven't even told you guys yet i sold my series x but makes me sad i sold it because maybe those games will be coming and i now it would be more digital aspect versus having it physical, which is fine because I only have the Series S now. But we'll talk about why I saw that too. But right now, let's stick to Activision. What do you think, Josh or Jalen? What do y'all think going to happen in the next coming weeks or next coming year with this Game Pass? Or even do you think that Activision is going to stay the same? Do you think it's going to be some shakeups? What's y'all thoughts if y'all been keeping up with that? Um, I, I mean, obviously it has like so much potential, but I think at least in the beginning, like you said, uh, Call of Duty, the brand new Call of Duty games are probably not going to release right on Game Pass, uh, cause I think they're still like, these games are still selling for $70 plus like premium battle pass and skins and stuff. So there's yeah. so much money to be made, just keep it the same. And I think... Uh, they don't have any reason to change it, and it, obviously it's going to stay on PlayStation because they they promised it. But also, I think that uh, for them, it just makes so much money on every console. No reason to ever take it off. Um, that being said, older games, um, even let's say Modern Warfare One and Two, don't go to Game Pass right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older games, Advanced Warfare, and all the PS4, PS3 games should. Uh, come to Game Pass at some point, I think, because people there are a lot of games that people like, like that people want to go back to Black Ops Three, mm-hmm. and being able to just boot it up on backwards compatibility and have the servers work, I think, uh, will be very nice. 
you see how many people jumped in when they fixed the uh, old 360 games. Yeah. Um, I think that Call of Duty is the, the biggest purchase. They have so many other IPs, though. Crash Bandicoot, Tony Hawk, stuff like that. Um, for a while, I don't think we'll see any new games, because I, obviously I don't think they've started anything, unless Activision mm-hmm. was already working on it. Uh, but backwards compatibility and old, bringing the older games forward is going to be the biggest thing for a while. Um, personally, I'm okay with that. What I would like to see is I would like to see the games that I like, like Overwatch and, and stuff like that, to mm-hmm. have better management. Um, I think that Overwatch 2 is in a good place, but it can be a lot better. And I think going forward, I personally feel like Microsoft might be better in better hands with Overwatch than than before, but we'll see. About you, Jalen. I know you're trying to get um try prototype three. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about prototype. Or uh Guitar Hero. What else they got? Crash Bandicoot, uh What? What they got? They got yeah, he over there silent, silent boy. I don't know what's going on. Um, nah, I don't, I don't know all Activision games, bro. But um, was it Spyro was one or no? Spyro's yeah, Spyro. one. Yeah, Spyro. Uh-huh. I thought it was. It is. It, it is now. They might have bought it at some point, but it is. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, what about Sly Cooper? Nah, the sucker punch. The sucker punch. Okay. Activision back catalog must is insane. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they got a pretty big catalog, but I mean, I don't. I, I don't haven't know never dived that deep dived into it, you know, like. Mm-mm. But um, I'm pretty sure they got some. They got some heat. They got some heat for us. Uh, Bring back uh, Starcraft. Starcraft <laughs> FPS. Dude, you know they're gonna bring back Guitar Hero. They already talked about it. Which is great. Um, I like. I like. I liked it. I liked the Guitar Hero. I still like Guitar Hero. I got. I own two guitars for my Wii. Um, so yeah, I know that that they're gonna probably bring back that in some type of different way or whatever. But um, there's plenty. That's plenty of there for them to work on. And um, Phil Spencer recently been on a podcast and he was talking about how um, he's planning on you know going to every developer and talking through with them and asking them what they're passionate about and all that good jazz. I said, come on now, Phil. Don't be messing up the formula. I mean, I understand that they want to be passionate and Raven might finally be able to make another game outside of Call of Duty. But, understand what that machine is. You don't want to mess it up either. So, you said you gotta stay on the Call of Duty minds. Yeah, you gotta. You, I'm saying, I, unfortunately, it's the truth. I mean, you can take the technology and use it, but don't go up there messing up nothing. Like that is what they do. That's that is their thing. Like, obviously, Call of Duty is the biggest game on the planet, so you don't want to kind of ruin that. But at the same time, you do want to give people options to play other, you make make other stuff. Like you want to bring the passion back to actually games and not just. Churn and burn, baby. <laughs> but this is it's a machine behind Call of Duty. So, but honestly, in my opinion, 
Activision was not bought for Call of Duty. Activision was bought for the mobile platform, the technology they they have, the servers and things like that. They are they're, the stuff that they are capable of doing. The, the basically the people, the talent, um, and also the mobile. But I don't think Call of Duty was like, yeah, it's big, but it's not the big thing. And and they probably could take the hit and, not, and lose the money from Call of Duty and not blink an eye. That is how much Microsoft. That's how much money they got. But, um, so we'll see what they do with it, really. I don't think, like I said, the the, the Xbox platform has evolved. It is no longer to sell a console box. And that's fine for me. Um, I appreciate when they kind of bring that, you know, uh, inclusive thought process to everything. But at the same time, it does make your product weaker to the point where it's not necessary and that we're going to probably get into why i sold my xbox in a little bit here too but um it does it does weaken the brand in that way but as long as you're bringing out quality products and quality games and software and, and kind of moving away from hardware because at the end of the day microsoft is a software based company they were never really good at hardware they still aren't that good at it. Um, so I can see them trying to transform the Xbox platform to literally be all software based and cloud gaming. And you buy your PC and you run their games and you have a platform and you can run all the Xbox games. They for sure want to put Game Pass on X on a PlayStation. <laughs> and at some point, you're going to see a big green box in your PlayStation's apps because they don't really care where you play them. All they care is that you played it. So that is the goal. We all can see that. We all know it. Um, And if you are, I guess, if you're in that camp of being just a hardcore Xbox gamer, you're going to still be serviced wherever you look. It's not going to be a problem for you. But you just, you have to give up that dream of them being the best console out there because it's never going to happen. They're always going to be the 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 third tier but they're going to have the biggest they're going to have the biggest reach and the biggest library of games to to compete with anybody because that is what they're buying so understand what they're doing i I guess that's what i want people to do i want them to understand what's happening and and kind of put that into perspective and not just think of a council war council council versus council thing that's kind of over in their minds once they bought activision and bethesda it's kind of over in their minds that 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 is what this is it ain't and that's why i was able to sell mines without batting an eye GameStop giving 420 for them if you go oh during pro week i think that's over now but i was able to get 420 dollars and something that i was actually truly interested in and could get some more play time for myself was the quest 3 um, I didn't want to pay $500, so I ended up selling my old one and selling my Xbox to kind of get it. And that allowed me to, you know, purchase something, buy something, rep- repurpose it without having to feel like I'm shelling out more money. Because, again, I was not using my Xbox. I now have a upgraded PC, and I'm yes, I still hate <laughs> PC gaming to some extent, but as it gets better... One, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell y'all the benefits that came out of me PC gaming. The benefit that came out of PC gaming is that 
I don't buy games day one no more. <laughs> I have haven't bought a game day one in in like at least four months, and that's good for me because I used to do it a lot. I think it's four months. Yeah, it's been a while. I have for since I've bought a game. I think I bought Street Fighter, but it was forty dollars because I was able to get it on PC and it ran well. But um, I was able to buy Street Fighter. I think that was the last game I bought that was like first day or like day after or something like that. But PC gaming has allowed me to, you know, conserve and spend, save a little money because I used to go out and just buy, buy, buy. But after a while, I started to realize some of these games weren't working properly. They weren't optimized properly and they weren't running well on my system, on my Xboxes and things like that. And then when I get over to the PC, it's the same problem. So this is just train my brain to think never buy nothing day one. So it's 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 that's one of the benefits. But, you know. Go back. Let me go back to the actual topic, which is the quest. Um, but the quest three coming out, you know, right alongside uh, a lot of the others, Techtober stuff, you know, the Pixel, the iPhone. Um, this was probably my favorite piece of technology that that came out in October as of yet. Um, and I don't think it's going to be beat for a little bit, <laughs> at least until the Apple Vision Pro come out. Um, but I f have come to terms that I am probably going to embrace this AR augmented reality a lot more than I expect it when it becomes viable, when it becomes more, more intertwined with our day to day where it's not as intrusive. I have no issues ran this quest pretty much all day. I literally had it on for a very long time, only taking it off to eat and um, to 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 make sure the kids were. I mean, I even even with that, I was I was still within the lenses. I could see them, I could participate with them, but I had YouTube running on the side of my face, but nobody else could see it. It's just kind of like those types of things where you don't realize how convenient having a floating computer just on your face um, is until you kind of use it. So augmented reality, and that's the biggest thing. That was the biggest selling factor for me because I was like, I want to try that. I want to try how it looks. It's not um, the best pass through. So don't get me twisted in, in saying that like this is the this is this is it. This is the device. It's not the device. This is my first taste of augmented reality at a convenient or I think favorable price because it's not too expensive but at the same time you know you know it's worth the money it's if it's too expensive to the average consumer that's probably been into VR alone but it's not for the technology you're getting and being able to try augmented reality so MetaQuest 3 in my opinion is if I had to give it a score, it's like an eight and a half out of ten. Um, and it's and it has minor things that I kind of uh, don't like, but overall, the controllers are great, the tracking is great, the the resolution is great, the augmented reality is a game changer when it comes to being able to be functional in this real false reality, like being functional in a real reality without having to 
compromise or get out of the VR. Like that is a big deal. And I know that I'm going to embrace it heavily because over the last few days, it's become so much more easy for me to seamlessly incorporate into everything that I do. When it comes to gaming on my PC, I'm using virtual desktop and I am streaming it to my, 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 my headset. I'm laying in bed watching Netflix. I am simply doing things that I thought, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to do it in the headset right now because it's like uncomfortable at some points, like where you're like trying to carry around this large, sometimes large and intrusive thing on your face. Um, I think they have gotten it to a point where you can feel where we're going to be going in the future, but it's not there yet. So that's why I'm saying this is not the device to buy, but if you want to try augmented reality, I think that is, um, this is the best step forward in like a long time. It's got the VR stuff. It has the AR stuff. It has the resolution needed to make it feel real, not real, but more so um, passable <laughs> because, you know, you had the green screen door effect. Everything looked pixelated. You could tell when things were too bright for the screen because it just flow. It just it give you that halo effect. Like a lot of that stuff is gone on this because of the resolution being so high. Um, and then the AR is making it so much easier for setup, easier for you to still see where you're going and not having to take it on and off the headset. That is really important, like to not have to take it off to get things done around the house to, you know, you know, uh, keep up with the kids, turn on a light to even uh, pour yourself a drink, uh, grab a snack, like the simple things that you have to do when you but you can't do it in VR because literally once you're in it, you're not in the world anymore. So I think that AR effect is really going to boom and that's really, really going to take off. Obviously, VR is going to be important to encapsulate yourself in a world at some points, but AR is what's really going to make it, this thing um, beneficial to the masses and not just these um, super techies. And, um, you know, the cool thing about that is, is that Meta... <laughs> I don't know what they're doing over there, but they already have this thing on coming out. They have the augmented reality, those glasses. Obviously, it's going to be tied to Instagram. And it's not going to be as powerful, but at some point, they're going to be able to make this thing powerful, and they're going to be able to make it that small. And that is the time where I say most people should jump in. If you want to try it, go ahead. This is the latest bleeding technology, and it's actually really, really cool, and it's worth the money. But um, the device that you're truly looking for, that I'm truly looking for, is when it becomes fashionable, when it becomes easy, comfortable, um, less intrusive. You know, that is where you truly will see the difference um and i think honestly i think apple vision pro is probably going to be to do worse off at the beginning because it's so heavy um it's so it's so big and it's literally it's going to have the technology there but i think a lot of people are not going to be interested in keeping that thing on for long periods of time and i'm really hoping that they get the comfort level down because i would love to try it 
at their resolutions with their technology but i ain't buying that thirty five hundred dollar headset that's just ridiculous um but i would love to try out their technology and now it's it's giving me more i mean obviously MetaQuest is going to be like the 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 entry it's it, it, they're going to be the entry but at the same time because they have so many they can continue to evolve they are leaps and bounds ahead of most in this in this realm right now and i think they're going to continue to grow like that because they keep putting out good products like i was i was writing this meta quest off because i was like it's just another vr headset but that's not true <laughs> it's actually an ar headset mixed reality with vr and that makes the biggest of difference so i just want to i kind of want to you know give them a little praise for actually making something worthwhile but obviously it's still niche it's not like mainstream but i think you're going to see a lot of weirdos out there um trying to make this thing work in the outside world you're not supposed to wear it outside it's not meant for that you can't damage the lenses but some people are going to take it outside because they're idiots and they're going to continue to use it outside because they're idiots but once those iterations come out that actually makes sense to be worn outside don't make you like a crazy man don't make you look like you're weird i think that is where it's going to take off and become a normal thing in this world so i just wanted to put that out there um i know i've been using it for quite a while and probably got like day three of when it came out so it's been a minute and i've gotten some a lot of thoughts um gaming wise and everything but honestly this thing has been been used more for leisure and just um not just just playing around with it than anything it's it hasn't really been meant for a lot of vr gaming yet <laughs> and that's the cool thing is because it can do that but it just hasn't been used for that it's been used for 2d throw up a nice resolution picture and let me play my games let me blow up my monitors let me watch some youtube videos while they watch their bluey or sesame street or whatever when they take over the tv downstairs and it's just like easy for me it's it's, it's not difficult um and once it becomes even better and you know slimmer and easier over time i think it's going to truly be like a, a revolutionary thing um because i uh at this point, drink the Kool-Aid, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all. I just wanted to mention that um, the MetaQuest 3 is out. It is $4.99 for the uh, 128 ter uh, gig. And I think it's um, $6.49, I think. I think it's $6.49 for the 512 gig. Uh, you do get Astro's Wrath. Astra's Wrath 2 with that. Um, but, you know, I don't really need to play VR games. That's not my thing. Honestly, I realized that that is not like a big thing for me. It's something that's cool. But I think augmented reality is where it's at. I think that is really what's going to kind of become my. It's going to become so useful um, that. It, it helps and that's all that's what i've been interested in anyway i wanted to try it with the my, microsoft lenses and all that good jazz but it just cost too much this is the best option for me right now especially when it comes to resolution abilities and it has more to offer than most of those things on the market that cost way more so yeah it's dope dope tech uh yeah, anything to add oh. that um 
the AR functionality is better because I did enjoy yeah. that about the the other Meta, the Quest One. Um, you know, like you mentioned, watching a movie in the movie theater with other people around and stuff like that. I think once you once that technology becomes more uh, widespread, uh, being yeah. able to quickly access apps through like a a, a smaller headset and things like that. Yeah, uh, I think I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, as far as games and like VR um, experiences, as they would call them, I'm not as interested in it because I, I've done them. They're fun. I think that Half Like Alex was a really nice experience. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, I would rather play play it something else or play it in, on a regular screen on um, a 2D play, like, but, yeah, like a like 2D, yeah. But as far as like iteration on the technology, I think that Meta has done a great job at like continuously improving their headsets, and I think that that's good. Somebody's got to take the hit. <laughs> uh, they got no, the money to so. do it. So, yeah. uh, at once that reaches like a hundred, two hundred dollar range, and everybody has one, then that's that's great. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like you know, you get you get you some. Um, Two hundred, three hundred dollar Ray Bans, and now you got some, v, you got some AR glasses, and like you got VR, and you're able to hang out with people in your house in like this VR space and do things and play games and get feedback through the controllers. It's cool in that in that regard. Like I said, me and Karina, before I sold the other one, we kept I kept it, and I was you know we play some you know tennis and play some games like um on it, and it, it's cool to have that ability to 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 play in that space. But I think what's cool about it is that I can literally be sitting in another space and we have app applications online and we can literally sit there and have paths, passive talking as we watching a movie. Like I, I, my dad has a VR headset. I can literally just sit there and watch major pain with him. And in this VR headset, if we wanted to, like that is something once it becomes more comfortable and easier to use, and I don't have to be in the same vicinity as my dad, but I can hang out with him as if I was. That's important to me now. Like, obviously, family is super important, but I'm in a different space. So th those types of things, those types of moments that you can, you know, capture um, and not, you know, not fake it. It's organic. I don't I don't like when they try to pretend like, you know, everybody's going to use it for a certain thing. I mean, there's plenty of use cases and there's plenty of things that can be used and how you use it. Um, but once it becomes more comfortable and more useful and more refined, I think that is where we start to see the true benefits of AR and augmented reality and even VR experiences um, because that's it's just cool. So, yeah, stoke. Um, anything to add, Jalen? Or you good on the augmented? Like you like you like your you like your world real. <laughs> I like your I mean, it'd be something to it'd be something to check out in the future or something like that. But I mean, I'm not I'm not interested in right now. So yeah, but it's sound yeah. it's sound intriguing, and I mean, it's like it can serve different populations. I think when it, like you say, it get more refined, um, it can serve more populations and things like that. So and then like just said, it could become like a more affordable price and stuff for people. So yeah, I agree. I think the affordable prices where they're trying to, they're already trying to do that with that meta. They're, they're basically taking a lot of stuff out of it. Um, and I think as long as they 
understand what people really want from a headset they can get they can pull it off but i i have a hard time believing that they're not going to cut things that people are interested in so it's tough on that so i think the refinements making it cheaper um providing like shoot honestly they can they can create them and make them into like cell phones you were the point where you can take all your texting calling and things like that and meta can make a phone but it's also a vr ar headset and they can do that and that's how you start to mobilize the 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 masses because oh you saying i could text call i don't even need a screen that's coming through my lenses and i could do all the things that i normally do on my phone but this 800 dollars and only could do that and this is 800 dollars and it could do all of this oh i'm gonna go with that so that is where i see the true benefit of refinement mass technology because at the end of the day everybody doesn't use their phone the same way but you need one <laughs> so i think that is where we start to see the massive you know adoption of it because they get with cell phone companies they start to create this technology and make it um make it so affordable or useful that you can't deny it at that point so i think there's a way to do that with wearable tech it's just figuring out the the way the way to go about it and security obviously and things like that but um we get there for sure if anybody can do it i think facebook can do it they already got our data so <laughs> i don't want to sound morbid but they do uh but yeah okay anything else before we move on nope. all righty spider-man 2 spider-man 2 got his reviews came out and um it's a solid 91 i think on metacritic right now right um it's a good game it's a good game yeah it's a good game i don't i i, I never um oh, it's gonna sound like hate it's not hate guys what what i'm what i, I never um i never understand the um i i, I don't want to say that you know what i'm not going to say what i was what i was going to say what i'll start with is spider-man 2 is came out had 91 metacritic it looks great it looks like it's going to be a fun ride what do you guys think of spider-man 2 and where do you stand on purchasing it like will you be buying it for your ps5 will you know I, and I always have to preface these questions with a lot more, you know, background on us. Jalen, Jalen doesn't play that many. Josh doesn't play any many mainstream games, main main triple um, <laughs> A games. He doesn't play many. Uh, Josh, Jalen, he uh, he doesn't play them unless he's really really interested in that, and it probably has to come from a different light, like. It had to be something he grew up as a childhood. It's really hard to get him to play real another a new game. Um, I try stuff, but I am going to be passing on Spider Man Two this time around. Um, so I, I guess I, I, before I say that, 
did you guys have any thoughts of of buying that game before the reviews came out? Um, yeah. So I, I'm like I said, I'm not the biggest Spider Man fan. Like I like Spider Man, but he's not. Like I don't have to see more Spider Man stories. There's enough movies and enough games. I've seen enough Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, kind of same thing with Batman. Um, where. Like I know who Batman is, I know what he can do, I know who he fight. Um, that being said, the game looks fun. The game looks well made, and uh, I think I would enjoy the experience. And I think that it's worth, you know, the time and effort the the developers put into it. So I'm I'm gonna play uh, the Spider-Man games at some point. It's just for me. Uh, I didn't want to play them on PS4 when they came out because I wasn't that interested. There are other games out that I preferred to play. And then same thing with um, Miles. You know, it, it looked all right, but I don't care right now. Um, when all of them are available on PC, I'll probably pick them up at some point and play through them. Uh, I'm just, I don't have a PS5, and I'm not going to buy it for Spider-Man. Like, it looks mm-hmm. great, but I can play the same thing on my PC. Right. Um so yeah, I I don't have no problem with it. it. It looks great, and it's probably if you have a PS5, this is the one of the best games to pick up because mm-hmm. it it does push the AAA envelope like um, Sony always does. So yeah, I think the biggest I, I know, I the biggest for Sony games, I don't I don't buy into the hype, but I think they're high quality. No, I'm, Insomniac is my favorite. One of my favorite. Um, companies for sure our developers anyway um and their their implementation of ray tracing in that game that runs at that level it that big and with the ssd and the speeds that they can fast travel all of that is very impressive um i'm not trying to downplay that but um there's plenty of games that have come out and for a single player game to come out in this this extensive level of single player games everywhere. Alan Wake 2, we got um, Dead Island 2 that came out earlier this year. We had Dead Space, we had Resident Evil 4, um, Diablo 4 technically, but not really a single player game. Um, There is a large list on Baldur's Gate 3, large list of games that I have yet to get to or even try as Zelda. I mean, for God's sake, there's a plenty there are plenty of games right now to the point where I just don't have the capacity to try to even play this game day one. And I'm pretty sure I can get through it quickly, but I think it'll be safe to bet that in a year or or six months from now, I could probably get it for cheaper. Or I could just wait for the PC release. Um but at the same time I'm risking PC release. <laughs> so maybe that game is just bought down the line. It's nothing against them at all. I, I honestly think it's going to be a great game. It's just that they are coming out at the end of the craziest year of gaming. And I would much rather prefer to play something more along the lines of Alan Wake, where I don't know the beats of the game. I know I don't know what's going to happen next because it can be a fantastic ride, but I have seen and played Spider-Man enough to know that um, everything that's going to happen has already been written. 
And that's tough when it comes to those types of games because it doesn't matter how well or, or cool you do it. It's that I can hold off on it because I know that the story isn't going to be groundbreaking in a way where you deviate from the norm of what Spider-Man is, truly is at heart. Um, and we all know what the Venom and the symbiote suit, a simpy, how do you say it? Symbiote suit? I don't know how. The suit, that right. uh, the black suit. Symbiote. It's symbiote, yeah. The symbiote suit does to you. So, you know, it makes you angry. I mean, we've seen this whole play out, you know. My, my man's Toby McGuire. Shout out to him. Um, I, I mean, I, like I said, it's just it's just tough when, you, when you've done so much Spider-Man and we got Miles Morales and we got Spider-Man 1 not too long ago. Um, it's tough to kind of sit out and, like, I'm going to shell out another 70 for it even if it's the top quality and it's probably one of the better games that have come out this year, maybe even best. It's just that it's, at this point, there's there's a lot of great games too. So even the best can be shut out, at least in my space. And I, I'm not saying that everybody's like that. Obviously, if you have just a PS5 and you're looking at how do you anticipate it for you and you want it, absolutely I'll go buy it. But right now it's just not that big of a deal for me i already knew it was going to be great because it's insomniac but if this was wolverine no question but it's spider-man so it's just unfortunately it's a little bit more of that uh it's just it, it has to deal with what i already know that's and that's kind of it's not their fault but i, I already know a lot about spider-man so it's they have to deal with that so not 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 taking any way thing away from insomniac and that's why i didn't want to say it was hate because it's not it's just more so you know once you've once you've played enough or seen enough spider-man you kind of know the beats of the game and you know the story where it's going to go and how it's going to play out even if they have some twists and turns in between and they have a really great cast that can sell it really well you just know it ain't telling you nothing new it might just tell you something revised and that's unfortunate, but it is what it is when you kind of uh, have to work with original content that's already been created, like a Dragon Ball Z game or a One Piece game. It's like, it's not that much you can do different here, but you, you still love them, so you buy it. So that's all. I think I think one thing that needs to be understood is like, um, and I'm not saying people like necessarily think this way, but I know sometimes it'd be like a, a misconception that if you're a gamer, if you really, you know, really delve into games and stuff, you play all the, a lot of different games, especially like the good ones and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. if you already experienced some sort of story or, you know what I'm saying, some sort of media, and it's been a lot of Spider-Man media in the past 10 years, I'm sure we can agree, really past, mm, I say it ramped up a little bit more in the past 10 years rather than the past 20. But yeah. You know, just abstaining from some of that stuff, it ain't nothing wrong with necessarily doing any of that because, again, like, y'all play Spider-Man a lot more than I have or indulge in Spider-Man and stuff like that. So missing a Spider-Man game, regardless of how good it is, um, it ain't a knock on the game itself. It's just that you just want to choose your time or you want to invest your time in something a little bit more, um, you know, you, you want to be a little bit more selective. And, you know, engaging, engaging um interesting to you because it's not like it's not interesting it's just more engaging to yourself like obviously we just sit down and waste enough time on overwatch or or anything else that we could have beaten spider-man but that engagement and that fun and activity is probably going to give me more stimulation or interest than that spider-man would um 
at that point in time. So it's just, you know, it's nothing against it though, like at all. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like, you know, we, like you said to that, that statement, I mean, we don't live near each other. So if we play Overwatch, like people like, have people say, well, you, you play the same game or, um, <laughs> you know, like why you want to play that game and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm like, well, or even people will say recommend watching a TV show or something like that. Like, yeah, I'm like, well, that me playing this game, I mean, it's, it's stimulating. And then at the same time, this is me hanging out with my friends. So what I would go do at, you know, outside in the city or yeah. at a bar or at a movie, you know what I'm saying? All those sorts of things. Like, this is how I choose to hang out with my friends because this is the, the best way of doing so because we live far apart. Yeah. And then people understand that and be like, all right, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense why you keep playing the same game or you why you don't want to watch a show I recommended or go do mm -hmm. something different sometimes. So no, it's is. just perspective. Yep. Okay. Well, um, the thing that I also um, wanted to talk about and uh, I'm not forgetting about it. Drizzy Drake. Um, so Drake had put out a new album, uh, and what's it called? For all the dogs. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about pop culture because it's so funny to me because it's Drake, right? And we all know that Drake isn't the toughest of people, but his, what his persona is, is that he is tough and um and you know he has a, a a history of you know being mistreated by women um this for all the dogs um was meant to be a album for individuals that have been listening to him and are craving something different from drake um craving a more grittier more uh grounded less less talking to the women more talking to the men uh as he said twist up your face <laughs> to some mu music 27 um <laughs> people were looking for that from drake you know uh six grown men twisting their faces up and, you know ooh, ooh, that's a hard bar right there that's what he that's what we were looking for but we got more drake um and 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 that's fine because drake is still drake it's not like he's gonna he's not missing this isn't even a miss this is more of a misstep it's not a miss he just had a he had a he had to to um to contend with that adding on to the fact that people are ready for drake to lose i'm not ready for drake to lose i'm just ready for drake to provide a more stimulating sound than what he's been providing i think his sound has grown with the industry and his sound has been threatened with the industry i don't want to hear drake sound like yeet yachty or anybody that's mainstream technically right now i always known drake to catch a vibe on a song i never known drake to put to push that throughout his entire album or am i mistaken in that that was pretty much what the vibe was the entire album 
was sounds by Yachty, right? Wait, what, what, what were your um, what were your thoughts on the sounds, uh, the the sonic, the how do you, what do you say it? How do you say it? The uh, I can't even think of the word. Shoot, but how how did you how did you feel listening to for all of the dogs, Jalen? Uh, I mean, I've been listening to it and stuff like that. I keep going back to a uh, re a. Mm-hmm. He uh he talked to me a lot about the album and we, we you know we be talking about and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. at first I felt like the album was a lot more, um, like sexual I guess, but I felt like maybe her loss was probably a little bit more sexual. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's maybe some of the components where even I was going back and listening to some of the things that Twenty One Savage say is a little bit more crude and like sexual, you know, mm-hmm. versus what like what Drake might say. Drake might give it a little bit more of a yeah implication kind of but sometimes he, he said some crude stuff in that other album but you know this one like you said uh going back and listen to it a couple of the songs it's called for all the dogs like you said twitch your face it's like damn man it's, hey <laughs> he, he, the studio should have burned down how hard that bar you know what i'm saying like why why are we still standing it should be on fire yeah. but uh I didn't really feel any of that to be honest with you um i felt like it was very drake s even going back and listening to it i think i just don't bang with the album as heavily because i don't like some of the songs on there and resonating with what you know joe budden or Tyler malane you know what i'm saying i don't really bang with them like that and stuff but i will say i felt like the album like drake i i say this very loosely so i say it very loosely i felt like he regressed to some capacity because like some of his topics aren't as mature or his the way he's like whether it's evoking emotion um the topics the things he say i don't feel like they're as mature and then again i mean i'm not saying what it is i'm not saying what it ain't i'm just saying what was stated in the song and my interpretation of it he said a couple <laughs> things you know drake i mean drake pushing 30 you know what i'm saying uh he almost 40 40 yes more. sir yes sir and I see that he was trying to make a little spin with words and stuff like that because, you know, 21 was on the song and I'm probably with the unpopular opinion. I don't need him in a lot of them songs, bro. He don't add that much value to it unless I want to keep hearing the P word, 21. You know what I'm saying? All sorts of things. But, or shooting somebody, Draco, make your shirt so weird for you. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't need to hear that when this dude talking about he loved his girl. Like, why are we talking about Draco and somebody getting aired out? But anyway... Oh going back to the original point he said something about like a 21 year old i'm like all right bro like i mean i know i know 21 is of age and you know what i'm saying it's just kind of weird like um won't even be talking about 21 year olds and i i hate to say it i bang with this song seven nine six nine santa but he to me it sounds like he's trying to get over like a 25 year old or something <laughs> like that like and i'm like yeah, but y'all got like a ten year deficit, and why are you so invested in this twenty five year old? You got a whole kid, bro. Like, what is we talking about? So it's just kind of like I, I personally would prefer from to go back to the strippers. Granted, strippers age and all that type of stuff. Like, you know, they probably young too, he right? Said, go back but, to the strippers. Go yeah, ahead, because a stripper, stripper got a is, is a strippers are like a certain symbol, right? They're supposed yeah. to be seductive. They're supposed to be quote unquote, you know, they're. They're, they're erotic or exotic dancers or whatever. They're supposed to be quote unquote for the streets. They usually don't have the best reputation and they don't, people don't usually want them to be 
they don't want their identity known as a stripper and stuff like that. And I understand it because of the, the negative connotation. So being trying to get over a 25 year old versus trying to get over a stripper, I feel like those are two different things. So I'm like, if you're so just you're oh, what is it's better to do to strippers than a 25 year old? Yeah, because similar like what like your brother was saying. He said he like sexy red because like you know be, I'm, I'm gonna try not to use these words because she's a little <laughs> bit more out there uh, allegedly. You know that's the portrayal, and yeah. you know what you're getting versus the the image that they're portraying and you're indulging in this image, knowing this from up front versus man like I see a 25. Okay, like dang man, like you got me down bad. I miss you and this that and the third. Like it's it's just a little. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a little more strange. Like it's, all, like it's off stripper. putting for sure. It's off putting, but yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, um, I guess more so sonically. Do you think oh, yeah, his bad. sound? I mean, because obviously there's a there's a there's a plenty of what we can break down lyrics wise, but I don't want to do that because honestly, I don't break down many other people I listen to's lyrics unless I find it to be. Uh, you know breakdown worthy and honestly none of this music was breakdown worthy not even the the stamp timestamp one i thought it was okay but none of it was like a, I, I didn't need to listen to anything twice to get the bar that's what i'm trying to say like i had to listen to kendrick a few times so i get the bar and i'm not trying to compare them but you know that's a person i had to listen to a few times j cole dumbs um, it down he does a really good job at it um but he also has good bars so you don't necessarily need to listen to J. Cole twice unless you really um, missed some of the double entendres or something like that. Uh, but I think Kendrick probably does it the best when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, Drake not so yeah, much. Nah. I think it's very yeah. much so simplified and straight to the point. They can be hard, but it is simplified and straight to the point, so you don't have to really do that. Um, I think people were looking for some of that old school Drake because Drake can do it and I've seen him do it and he does it well um, it just that wasn't here it was more so um, very much laid He's, back cool as he had some of it in there I, I give it that he, he he said something like he got you moving waist like a uh, you would a waist he said something like with a waistman or got you moving waist like a belt or something like that I mean, that's not the hardest and stuff, but you know what I'm saying? It kind of got some of that or uh, something about your man deserted you, um, like the cake and ice cream. You know what I'm saying? So it, he, he nope. said, None I'm not bars. saying it was like. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm I know not what you're saying. saying. <laughs> he has, I said, like I said, he has bars in it. And I'm not saying that all of it was, but there was plenty of times where I was like, okay, that's that's cringe. Okay, that's cringe, and I was Yankee. like, "What is happening right now?" If because I I can't listen to the whole song without having to hear a cringe part, like like when he said that on nonstop when he said, um, <laughs> "I'm light skinned but I'm still a dark uh, n word," and I was just like, "Bro, that's cringe." But I liked the song nonstop, but I felt like it was like multiple times where it happened in these songs that I was like, "Why would you say that right here?" And it didn't make sense, so. It was very much so off-putting because Drake still had a sonically, it was sonically okay, as in like it was music for the times, but it was not always the greatest things being said over everything. Um, and that's what kind of caused confusion. And I'm not saying that um, he didn't have bars on there. I'm just saying that it was mixed in with a lot of, you know, 
interesting interesting takes. Um, he, he say he say some things in a song where you be like, man, I like this song, bro, but that part stuck in my head now, and I want to just erase that part. Like, yeah, you can't every time it come on, you like, mm, all right, you can't up when you hear it. You like, uh, let me keep going, but yeah, it's 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 not. I don't, it's like I said, I don't want to break down his or his um the lyrics, but I want to talk about is his sound and what he's trying to achieve. What do we think Drake was trying to achieve with this album? Do you think he was just looking for hits? Do you think he was truly trying to provide another legacy stamp? Um, what what do we think he was trying to achieve? My opinion is that he was trying to give us something. It wasn't the best thought out, but he did appreciate what he made. I don't think everybody received it that way. I think everybody received this as an album he's been working on for forever. Something that's going to really knock us on our 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 asses, written to, uh, for lack of a better word, and really make us you know think about how he put his wordplay. Did none of that for me. So was our expectations bad, or was or did we not? Because uh, was our expectations bad, or did he deliver poorly? I, I, I guess I'm trying to figure that out. I think, I think Drake. First off, um, I think he's been. I ain't gonna say he's been hanging with Yachty too much. I'm not gonna say that. Bro, he has I don't been know what he's Yachty too much. I can't. I can't confirm or deny that. Um, you read to the secret recipe. Like I said I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> yes, you can. J- J- Yachty is not the greatest wordsmith, but he's he's cool to listen to. And I think that's what happened here. I think Drake got influenced by Yachty's. I'm not saying that they're mediocre, but they're like a bars of the time. And and that I think that kind of encompassed what he put out. I think Yachty has grown a lot, but Drake was been, been there since, you know, so far gone. So if you're regressing back to that and not even putting out quality music as so, so far gone, you're falling back to those lines that may not have been the greatest received. And, and again, and maybe it's because we got so familiar with Drake that he has now become, uh, he's become very much so easily critiquable because we have so much of his catalog already. I don't know, whatever the case may be, this felt off and it felt like he was influenced by the wrong things. Um, and it did not hit well. Um, Tr- Josh, did you listen to this album? Or no? Uh, no, I have not. I have last <laughs> Drake album I listened to probably came out more than 10 years. Jeez Louise. <laughs> All right. So he has nothing to input here. Okay. Well, Jalen, what do you think? Um, what do you think about his history? What do you think about so far gone to now like do you think that uh this is do you think this is more of the same and we just had our expectations way too high or do you think it was a i I think you already kind of said it you said it was like a it was a step back um yeah i mean when you i think the the thing i was getting at when i was even breaking down some of the lyrics some of the content or i'm gonna just try to go to a couple different things okay some of the content of the songs 
he's talking about like I said, I, I went over talking about like the, the strippers, the ages and stuff like that. Then mm-hmm. you go to how he's talking about how some of these first off the the album is called for the dog. So like you said, twist your face up this that, and a third. <laughs> that wasn't happening there because he has a, a lot of the songs in there. He just he sound like he getting dog walked. You know what I mean? It don't sound like it's for the dogs. It's like he's getting dog walked. So you taking in that consideration. He delayed it. Mm-hmm. Anytime you delay something, you got ramifications with the hype train, bro. Like he delayed the album. I want to make sure it's this, that, and a third because I don't want to delay the concert or cancel or something like that. All right, mm-hmm. so now we got that aspect to take into consideration. Then when we do get it, I would have been more fine with something like a certified lover boy um type of esque going on because it felt like I said a tad bit more mature but we didn't we didn't get none of that we started getting like you said the little yachty stuff the yeet granted I do the yeet song I'm not like the biggest fan of it it's something different but it got a a decent beat but um it's just the type of songs in there and then how they change the little interlude type of thingies in there you got the radio dookie talking about roof, roof, raise the roof, bark, bark, pooper, scooper, radio, all that type of stuff is very distracting to the point where it was when I was letting the song play through, I had to keep looking at my phone like, hold on, the song change? Is this the interlude? What is going on? Like, And then I think, you know, we had a conversation about it. I was like, is this something I can just skip some parts of the song and just, you know, let it go to the next song because I, it, it's very distracting. Um so taking in all those considerations, the little, like I said, the Yachty, the, the little Yeet, you know, he got the, granted the Sexy Red song, I don't I don't like the lyrics and stuff, but the beat is catchy. You know, you take into consideration all those things, and I just think the album, I ain't gonna say it missed, because I was still listening to it, I just think it didn't deliver as hard as I thought it would be, based on, like you said, some of his previous works and knowing what he can do. I would say this album is next to um, as far as like his strength is next to uh, Scorpion, so mm. like mm. it didn't it didn't hit as hard as I thought it would be. The expectation, some of the content in the songs, or just all those sorts of things, I wasn't I wasn't satisfied with. So I don't, I'm trying to figure out if he has it still in him. That's what my worry is. Is he? Have I think what he does. Him? I think he does. I just think he's. I think I at think that he point he wasn't. He wasn't really. He wasn't looking for that. He was just giving us something for the for the for the summer. And now he's taking a long time off. I think what his next album is probably going to be some straight fire. Um, but for me, for all the dogs, that not hit well. It was not received in a way I thought it was going to be received. And even though it may sell well, I think there is a very clear slide uh, slide in production. Um, and even, and you definitely do not want to get, uh, over on this, on a album called for all the dogs, you do not want to be shown up by another rapper, especially when that rapper is J. Cole. It's tough to rhyme and put words together, but you definitely could have did more than what you did and I feel like that helped the narrative that Drake isn't a great MC. I think he's a great MC. I just think that this has become more about Drake and Cole than actually Drake. I think it's like comparing the two when um, 
it really should just be about the body of work and i think the body of work was lacking anyway not not that not it's not that verse that killed it for him it was literally just a lack of body of work that did not sound well good wasn't catchy enough heard those types of hooks and sounds too many times over now it really was something to provide us a better perspective on drake and it just gave us more about women and how they did them wrong so it's just tough so which is very on par for drake yeah it i is. mean it's just, but it's just at this point in time it's just like you can't say it for all the dog i think it's just the expectation that kind of really took a hit that, that made yeah. the album take a hit from my standpoint it was the expectation and it didn't deliver the way i thought it would so yeah okay well um i'll leave it at that i don't really want to go too far over um we're already at the hour 36 mark um but i want to thank you guys as always we 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 always have a lot to talk about we don't get to everything every time but we got more stuff in the tuck we're going to talk about some more stuff uh moving forward but I want to pre- I want to appreciate the people that made it to this part of the podcast. You're pretty much the OGs. Thankful for you every day. And I want to just say we're blessed for that. We're blessed for the people to get here. So thank you. Um, but you can always check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, because I put this up on YouTube too. Uh, check us out wherever you be, and uh, we'll meet you there. But thank you all for listening. And... Anything else before we get out of here, Jalen or Josh? Any, any words of wisdom from the greats? Nah, no, no words. Sure of wisdom. Don't 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 eat Starbucks. It's a it's scam. Okay. Stay, stay uh, tight with your gangy. With your gangy. Uh, uh, with your gangy. Yeah. No, thank you. Gangy wolves. That says no. she want to be. She down with the gangy. Yes, <laughs> Uh, but yeah alright y'all thanks for listening as always we, we will talk to you all next week peace